This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Pretty good. 115 to 102. One of their most consistent performances to date. The Raptors defeat the Orlando Magic. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm O. Samson Folk here to walk through the eighth victory of the season for the Raptors. They are now 8-12 and 12 through 20 games, obviously. Not an ideal start to the season, but slowly making their way back. The climb is ongoing. Will they be over 500 at some point in the season? I'd like to think so, although it's not a certainty. But games like this show a ceiling that this team could get to, hopefully more consistently, that would lead them to that type of outcome where they're not in the play-in. They're closer to like maybe a fifth or sixth seed in the East. Everything is up in the air. Everything is kind of topsy-turvy. But the Raptors, for one night, kind of grasp on to consistency, led by Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam. An outstanding performance from Aaron Baines on Nikola Vucevic. Quite quite frankly, he was awesome, and he deserves a lot of love for how he played. And then the Defenders 3, which is what I've nicknamed uh, Stanley Johnson, Yuta Watanabe, and DeAndre Bembry. All three of whom are very talented defenders. I think Yuta is the the best among them. Now, some people might disagree. Some people might say Stan. Some people might say DeAndre. But Yuta with that help side block coming in. Vucevic at the rim. He swatted him. They went up the other side. Siakam got a dunk on the other end. And Yuta, his ability to contain on closeouts in one-on-one situations, he doesn't jump passing lanes like Bembry does. But his court coverage, it's nice as hell, man. And Yuta was awesome in this game. So those were the ingredients, I think, for the most part, for the Raptors to come together and get this win. And that was kind of evident from the outset. This game started really well for the Raptors. Baines has been more springy, more spry as of late. And his ability to cover Vucevic, was, it was immediately something that you could latch onto and identify early in this game was he's moving with him. Vucevic is a very, very slick mover for his size. He profiles as a bruiser. He's got that wide jaw, big shoulders. He's obviously a huge man. And you think, oh, this guy is going to throw the shoulder down and go into a hook shot every time. But he's got deft little spins. 
He's great with his triple threat. He can shoot jump shots. He moves really well without the ball. He'll find space to seal on the opposite side. He'll get into offensive rebounding position. And they'll give the ball to him on the elbow and he'll make stuff happen. Attacking either of the defender's feet depends what they're giving up defensively. He's great. He's a really good big man. And I thought Baines, he had 16 rebounds in this one. And I think that's going to be eye-popping and catch a lot of people's attention. That's good because you want guys to clean the defensive glass, close out defensive possessions. Yes. But Baines' ability to stick with Vucevic, I thought was by and large one of the biggest reasons for the Raptors' success defensively in this one. And this game, outside of Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry, I think was a defensive achievement. And I'm not saying Pascal and Kyle weren't part of that. I'm saying they carried the load offensively and they made things viable on that end. But the Raptors, a defensive unit in this one, and that was built out maybe for the first time this year from Bain's spot in the middle. And that started early. He he made it clear in the first quarter he could hang in that matchup. And that was great to see. If you had asked me prior to this game, I probably would have leaned towards a big game from Vucevic in this one because the Raptors don't have OG Ananobi. And, you know, OG is a huge part of how the Raptors defend big men. Their ability to stunt and gap on the back line to maintain what those guys are able to do to bang is is pretty important. And his, his coverage out to the three-point line when they have to recover is, is also very important. But the Raptors may do in this game largely because of the defenders three, Stanley, Yuta, and DeAndre. I, I loved what they did in this one. But they didn't factor in until a little bit later. Terrence Davis, he got the start in this one, uh, second game in a row that the Raptors have gone with him at the, I guess, what is de facto three, starting instead of OG Ananobi, who is out with a calf strain of sorts, uh, I think Nick Nurse said for about another week, which that's no good. You don't like to hear that since OG is so much fun and so good and so easy to cheer for. But I think this game provides a good look into what the Raptors are doing what's ha- what's helping them succeed. And I think either Stanley, DeAndre, or Yuta should probably get the nod at that starting three position, especially when Kyle Lowry's playmaking is going to be this good. He can lead anybody into a bucket. So when Lowry is giving guys layups and occupying lanes in the on the fast break and in transition, that opens up backdoor cuts for players who are willing to cut Bembry, Yuta, adds that vertical element to the offense, especially Bembry, right? Like he can go up and catch a lob in uh, in Atlanta. They ran similar sets for DeAndre as the Raptors run for Norman to get him downhill. Just a little bit of overlap there. Something they could look to do. But one of those three guys, I think it would be nice if they got a shot at starting over these next couple games that apparently OG is going to miss. And that's if Norm doesn't come back. Norm, I think, is on the horizon for the Raptors. So... Maybe this is all for naught. But Terrence, he brings that shot-making pop. He had a couple threes. He is he has a good nose for the ball, getting to spots that are open, whether it's finding a loose ball, going up with it at the rim, carving out space in transition or after an offensive rebound to spot up for a triple, and then occasionally turning the corner on like a pick and roll or a dribble handoff, pin down, whatever. He brought a little bit of that tonight. It's still a glaring chasm defensively between him and the defenders three, Stanley, Yuta, and Bembry. All those guys competing for similar minutes, I would say. 
And Terrence, I think, is lagging quite far behind. His on-ball stuff hasn't progressed from last season. In fact, I think it's gotten quite a bit worse as far as his foul percentage, his turnover percentage. Just the the feel aspect of the game is missing for him a little bit. So I think the aforementioned three have been better. I would like to see some of his minutes go to those guys, especially if you have all of Pascal, Kyle, and Fred on the floor to create opportunities. I think it's a good look. In this game, you saw a bunch of minutes where Kyle was with that threesome, and it looks good. Kyle's turning the defense. He's looking for opportunities. The Raptors, they plug in where they can. They defend like hell, and they make it work. And I think that's closer to the Raptors' identity this year than whatever they're trying to do, trying to plug in Terrence Davis for the amount of offense that he brings. I think this is closer to who the Raptors are and is more in line with what makes them successful this season. Remains to be seen. This is a bit of a, you know, a tangent by me, but that's just my thoughts on the situation. Davis was all right from an offensive standpoint and was, I I think, objectively bad defensively in this one. That has been the case for many games this year. There's there's been a couple games where he's tipped the scales with you know some significant shot making, but in this one, I didn't think that was the case. Fred was really good early on, and I'm talking the first quarter. The Raptors were rapid in the way that they were moving the ball. I know I already talked about defensively. They were doing a great job of containing the magic when they were closing out, getting back into place. The rotations were really crisp, especially with Baines holding the middle either as a rotational piece or defending Vucevic, as I, as I said earlier, jump out to that 22-11 lead. Things look good, and it's not them being dependent on the three-point shot. They were bludgeoning the Magic in the first quarter and throughout in the paint, getting there at will. Pascal Siakam doing an excellent job of recognizing that there wasn't a guy on the Magic that could defend him straight up. And Aaron Gordon... He profiles as a very good one-on-one defender, and I actually think he is quite a good one-on-one defender. But Pascal Siakam, for whatever reason, kind of, he has his number. And Pascal, it was quite often in this game that he was able to beat Gordon off the dribble and then beat Vucevic to the glass. The help side wasn't getting there early enough. Pascal was eating. Fred was hitting little mid-rangers early on. Lowry was turning the defense, finding guys under the basket, gnashing the pick and roll. Things were looking up. It was quite good. And the Raptors, they kept that up throughout the game, believe it or not. the One of the more consistent performances of this season. And yes, the Magic, they had a little bit of a run to start the second. But in the middle of all that, there was more hubbub. And that was Aaron Gordon body checking Kyle Lowry in the open floor. Kyle saw him, but then looked away to yell out defensive coverages as they're getting back defensively. Gordon lowers his shoulder. If you need the background for why this happened, famously, in the bubble, Lowry fouled Gordon by clutching his bicep as he went up for a dunk. Gordon actually fell in kind of a harsh manner, tweaked his leg a little bit. Gordon got up, was pissed. Kyle Lowry told Gordon his room number because they're all obviously living in the same complex. Well, Some of them living in different hotels, Kyle Lowry and Aaron Gordon, I suppose, living in different hotels at the time. But Lowry tells him his room number. It's that classic. We're going to fight. Nothing materializes. This game, Gordon apparently sat up all last night scheming, thinking, 
oh, when this day comes, I'm going to smash him. And he he couldn't think of a cleverer way to do it than to just openly body check Kyle Lowry in the open court. And Lowry took it, handled it perfectly fine. Gordon had to leave the floor right after, you know, and it looked like he might have injured himself. He came back in the game and then injured his ankle later on in the game. Just a horrible game for Gordon. Couldn't hang with Pascal over the seven games coming into this. He's shooting like less, I think, 11% from three. And then he's obviously getting into all this stuff with Kyle Lowry. Gordon leaves the floor and there's going to be a curse right away for those who don't want to hear this. So maybe skip ahead like 30 seconds. But Kyle Lowry is talking to Terrence Ross as Gordon leaves the floor and they're reviewing it for a flagrant. And Lowry says, Terrence Ross, I'm going to have to beat his ass. You can read his lips and you see Lowry saying he's going to beat Aaron Gordon's ass. Now, will that ever happen? I doubt it. But they ended up reviewing it. It was upgraded to a flagrant one. I think it was Vivek Jacob, uh, Raptors Republic alumni, who mentioned, well, not mentioned, he tweeted out that Aaron Gordon, the best thing he could come up with was giving Kyle Lowry a charge. And I think that's probably the best way to sum up that situation. But the Raptors, in the middle of all that, they snap off a 14-6 run. They go into halftime up 58-44. Things are looking up. Now, the Raptors, famously a team heavy for droughts this year offensively. They didn't have a single quarter in this game with under 25 points scored. And typically this season, it's been an accomplishment when they have more than 20 in every single quarter. So this was one of their most consistent offensive performances that wasn't completely reliant on the three-point shot. They didn't even shoot that many threes in this game, relative to their own numbers, of course. They shot only 31%. They were 12 of 39. And for some teams, 39 is a lot. For the Raptors, as it happens, that's not a ton of threes. And they didn't have a ton of free throws in this one, but they shot 95% from the line. Big shout out to the guys settling in, making the best of what they can. And that was nice to see. The second half, this was a coming out party for Pascal, for Bembry, for Yuta, and for Kyle's passing. And Baines still kicking Vucevic around the court. Well, maybe that's too harsh a term. Not kicking him around the court, but still playing good defense. I He played 29 minutes in this one. That is a far cry from when he was playing like six minutes a game, right? Just starting the game, basically not seeing the floor afterwards. Good for him for turning it around. He looks much, much better than he did. He's still not canning a ton of triples. He didn't hit any in this one. He's not applying a bunch of pressure as a rim runner or anything like that. But even just the defense and being able to clean the defensive glass, he had 13 defensive rebounds in this one. That's awesome. So once again, good for Baines. And yeah, Bembry, Watanabe, Pascal, all three of those guys, I think having great offensive second halves. Pascal flying in the open court, looked really sharp in the pick and roll as a screener and as a handler. Just looked like something that the the Magic couldn't contain, no matter how hard they tried. He kept his foot on the gas pedal. There was no let up. And that's exactly what you want to see from a guy who's trying to turn the corner on his season and get into a consistent groove. He had it for a moment, right? That West Coast road trip. He had the post up going for him. This game, far more motion in what he was doing. Getting out on the break, pitch plays to get him downhill, a post up every now and again. But I thought very creative routes to the rim repeatedly in this game. And just very, very impressed with what he did. 
Bembry, Watanabe, Bembry jumping passing lanes as he did last game, you know, four steals in the fourth quarter, I believe. This game, you can see him just hunting in passing lanes and without giving up anything. A lot of guys who hunt for steals give up a lot of blown rotations. They get back cut a lot. James Harden, for example, is a guy that happens to a lot. Steph Curry, that used to happen to a lot. Monte Ellis in his heyday. But not DeAndre Bembry. He is similar to OG, although not as potent. He toes the line between risk and reward extremely well. And his one-on-one defense, I think, is great. He's off the dribble stuff, too. Offensively, he attacked a closeout, big athletic jump stop in the lane, finishes at the rim, finger roll. It's that type of finish that keeps the help side defense away from swatting you at the glass. It's harder for them to track your steps. It's harder for them to time their jump. That kind of stuff, just keeping the defense off balance as a weak side attacker, really nice to see, hit a three, caught a lob, did classic Bembry stuff. Super nice. And Yuta, I talked about his weak side block at the top of the podcast. His his defensive rotations keep getting better. And I wrote this in the quick reaction in his little blurb is that if you dropped a jar of ants, like an ant farm, and thousands of ants are now crawling on the floor, I think Yuta Watanabe would be able to corral them because he is so good at contain. There's just, when he chops his feet and closes out on somebody, they're not going to beat him. I don't know if I've seen it this year. It's just so remarkable. And and he's he's a blast for me to watch. He he had a bunch of questions uh, in the post game. Most of the questions for Nick Nurse were regarding him. And you know what? Like, good for you, Yuta. I'm glad you get the fanfare. And this is also funny. I If anybody is familiar with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they would know about Dayman and Nightman, two characters created by Charlie Kelly. And Dayman is a hero. And on Twitter, uh, using an anagram, I conceived of a way to make Yuta Watanabe's nickname Dayman and the Raptors Info Japan page, who is giving a lot of players nicknames, decided to embrace the Dayman nickname for Yuta Watanabe. So I don't know if this will ever get back to Yuta that I have dictated he gets a nickname, and it's Dayman, so he's a hero in the world of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I hope so. I <laughs> I really hope it sticks around. I think that's fun as hell. But yeah, those guys played great. Offensively, I was actually pretty happy with how Chris Boucher operated inside the arc. I think we are seeing that regression to the mean with his three-point shot. It's been kind of rough sledding, or tough sledding, whichever the term is, It's been, let's say tough. It's been tough sledding for him as of late. That takes away a lot of his viability on the court, right? And defensively, his pick and roll defense in this one was was not anything to uh, write home about. But offensively, I liked how he operated inside the arc. Long, opportunistic, getting to the bucket. Nice to see. Paul Watson hit a couple threes. Still looks like he's missing a lot on defense. Matt Thomas... Couldn't get anything going in the two minutes. Pump fakes himself out of shots sometimes. And I think he just has to go up with it. Malachi Flynn hit a hell of a floater. But for the most part, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, just pushed the defense forward. And defensively, they they operated as a unit and they played a fantastic game plan against these Magic. Kept them at bay. I think he got to eight points in the fourth quarter. But then Lowry hits a three that he bounces off of. I can't remember whose leg, but 
he, he hits a three. He makes it happen. It's that uh, that Lowry that we've seen over the years that he knows how to stop a run. He has a sense of when it's coming. And for whatever reason, some players are able to hit shots in those spots. He's one of those guys tonight. Pascal was relentless, kept pushing the Raptors forward defensively, stop after stop. They win 115-102. to 102. A very fun game, especially against these, <laughs> these magic. Reggie Evans Award. I honestly, it goes to Aaron Baines. And well-deserved. This was, one. This was, you know, as far as Reggie Evans goes, the true Reggie Evans, not the spirit of Re- the Reggie Evans Award. This was a very Reggie Evans game. Huge rebounding numbers, gritty, tough defense, low-scoring numbers, not a three-pointer. You know, it would be really, really Reggie Evans if he didn't attempt a three-pointer. He attempted two, but he didn't hit a three-pointer. I just loved it. Go eat glass, play some defense, do your thing, Baines. I I love that for him, and I couldn't be happier about him turning the corner. I know I've been hard on him in these, you know, these reaction podcasts and in my writing, but good for you, man. Keep doing your thing. I'm glad. I'm glad it's here. The top quick reaction comment is from Clips. This game had everything. Oh, sorry. Quote. This game had everything. Scoring, dunks, comedy, drama, violence, broken ankles. Yuda. Great entertainment. End quote. You're damn right. This game did have everything. And that's probably, hey, you did uh, You did the reaction podcast in a sentence. So good for you. You're much more concise than I. Clips, thanks for writing in. Listener, thanks for tuning in. But whether you tuned in in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.